Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, 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 friends. It's your boys. Right. We're back in the studio. Shaking off the rust. Shaking off the rust, the dust, the pollen, everything else. Oh, the pollen is out Telling of control. You. Yeah, man. So in case you're wondering what I'm talking about, Cedric and I haven't really been in the same room to podcast in over a year. Just about. Like the last one would have been when we had a, a panel of folks on. Yeah. That would have been the last time we were in the same room. We would have been at my house in, uh-huh. in my office. Yep. My wife was still, oh, yeah. you know, a little paranoid that we weren't social distancing yep. enough. Yep, yep. In that yep. small little office with your big six, seven self. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, man. So it feels good to be back. Yes. Uh, yeah, a lot of things, <clears throat> you know, obviously this is going to be our kind of um, our reintroduction uh, for some of our new followers, but also um, just to catch up in general. But we've, we've got something we're going to hit today, but yeah. Um, yeah, so sorry, you know, number one, sorry that we haven't been podcasting. We're working on a lot of things personally and, and professionally. What um, he's trying to say is we got a life too. We, we, we do have a life, <laughs> but you guys are a part of that life and yes, you guys have yes, played a huge role. But um, yeah, so we've been working on stuff. I'm, I'm uh, almost done with chapter two of my dissertation. Um, we've got some exciting news that we were, we have, what am I trying to say? We have been able to share with our Patreons. Um, but the rest of y'all gonna have to wait. The rest of y'all gonna have to wait, and that kind of plays into why we have not been in my. You know, we're we're on Instagram posting and Facebook posting. Aye, so, aye. Um, but as yeah. in terms of recordings, we 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 hit pause just to regroup. Yeah, give ourselves a needed break and rest. And yeah, it's not like the world hasn't kept turning and crazy stuff happening and things that we could have talked about. But you know. Yeah. But we we now on the flip side, mm-hmm. we have given y'all way more content than most people do. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> so it's, it's it's crazy. Like just the, the I, I've gone back and listened over the last couple of weeks. I'm like, man, we put out a lot of content. A lot of content. Dropped a lot of heat. It's amazing that we didn't hit the podcast wall. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. And I think that's why it was it was it's been good to kind of take a break and. You know, to find a new norm in our lives with, you know, integrating and going back and mm-hmm. seeing real people and being in the same room. Yeah. Um, well, so, yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. So, so here we are. Yes, sir. We're, we're kicking it back off. Um, man. So, Cedric, you posted something this week on Facebook. Look, I posted a lot of stuff this Cedric, week. Cedric, I don't know if y'all have noticed. Cedric has ramped up his posting and it's like fire. I haven't really posted anything. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; I've been under a rock. Like, and that's something. That's a part of what we're gonna talk about uh, tonight. Because some of the stuff we're gonna talk about, or today, whatever time it is, um, whatever time you're listening to this. But um, yeah, there's a lot that's been going on, and I've been so focused on family. I've been focused on writing and stuff. So some of the stuff I'm gonna um, 
the processing for the first time. Yes. Uh, which is good. Which, which is, is good. good. So, but this one, just to get back in the saddle, excuse me, should be a pretty, you know, this is like BP. This yeah. is batting practice. Yeah, yeah. We just gonna lob it in, get yeah. warmed up. Yeah, right? yeah, right? yeah, yeah. This is this is the layup line. Yeah. We could do this topic <laughs> in our sleep. Absolutely. I mean, you might be able to, you know, you know, do a double clutch. Yeah. You know, a little reverse. Yeah, yeah. So the layup for today is what? The layup for today is things that people who claim not to be racist say that lets you know they make space for racism, aren't safe, and have unchecked anti-black thinking. Absolutely. AKA, they are, and see, this is where I pause because I really don't like calling people racist because as we talked about a long time Mm -hmm. ago, Calling somebody racist has become the equivalent of calling them the N-word. Like, yep. racist is, is like white people's N-word yep. these days. Yep. They just lose their stuff. Except for, shout out, the ones that are actually doing the work yeah. that actually like have stepped into this anti-racism yep. work of acknowledging, like, yes, I have been influenced. Yep. By a culture and society that has been constructed on racist ideas and has not really um, undone uh, the racist thinking mm-hmm. and infrastructure, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff at all. Yep. I mean, it's only beginning to do so. And even then, it's resisted that work. Yep. So, I mean, we were watching uh, Falcon and Captain uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. And have you watched episodes? it? <clears throat> I watched the first episode. Okay. I don't know if they're... I haven't gone back and looked. Bro, you got to watch. Yeah. Yes. It okay. picks up. Like, okay. it starts off slow. It's doing the classic yeah. because, you know, they yeah. got six episodes so they can take their time. Yeah. Is reintroducing and building the characters yeah. of where they're at yeah. Um, before it really launches into the story. But, yeah. yo, I mean, it hits yeah. some themes hard where Isla's yeah. asking us about, yeah. you know, just... The black experience in America. Yeah. And like, I, I don't want to give yeah. away too much. <clears throat> yeah. But we're basically having to say that Isla, like, yes, in America's history for of 500 years, if you go back to the origins or the beginnings of what eventually became the United States of America for 500 years, uh-huh. it was very anti black. Yeah. It was very racist. And only mm. in the last 60 years has it even begun to really do the work to undo that. Mm-hmm. And it's resisted it. Which yeah. is always fascinating to have to explain to your ten-year-old. Yeah, well, yes, yeah, and I, I totally get that. And I, I think I watched the first two episodes, and then I just hadn't gone back to it because I got caught up on um, recent <clears throat> film uh, them. I can't do it, bro. It, <laughs> can't do it. It is. It is so good. The trailer though is just like it's. It's. I, it's, I, it's, 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 it's get out plus us. Get out plus us equals them. Okay. But it is, you talk about conversational points and like just so many nuanced, like, oh man, there's so many layers that I was just like, oh man. I guess I'm going to have to watch it. But my my hesitation from watching the trailer is I only have so much bandwidth yeah. for what amounts to black suffering dramatized black yeah. suffering and 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 trauma race, racial violence yeah only yeah. have so much bandwidth for it. 
Yeah, yeah. And I watched it. I had to watch it while working some mm-hmm. because I, I was like, man, how, how much do I want to, you know, <clears throat> how much trauma can I endure, right? right? And, right. and amidst everything going on. But but I think it was also very timely, like considering, again, going back to this conversation, you know, people that would think they're not a racist, but they actually do affirm and practice racism, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm with you, like calling calling out racism, number one, and calling and implying that people can be racist. Like people are losing their mind. I think I posted this week about, you know, using the term white <laughs> is like you know calling somebody an mf'er. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> you, Yo, you know it's like it was so so so. Why 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 are people so sensitive about this? And Yo. you know I'm For not real. a racist. You know I have black friends. The fact that, and I haven't gotten caught by this yet. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is a topic for another day, a whole separate pod where maybe we get a couple of guests on to talk about it. But however, since. Facebook had their updated policies um, trying to get rid of the hate speech on their platform. Yep. Black people in particular, but anti-racist working people have been targeted by those policies whenever they talk about whiteness or white people. Uh So to get around the algorithm that basically catches folks, that's meant to catch folks, but is actually targeting people doing this work, who aren't actually saying racist things, they're talking about racism, um, have changed the way that they spell white. So for a while, it was Y-people, right? But now they're spelling white with a Y, Uh which, okay, I'm going to admit, I am am being, what did my wife say, pedantic. But I have good reason for just like, I'm not doing it. I'm not spelling it with Y. I'm going to spell it W-H-I-T-E. Now, first of all, I can say that because I have yet to be put in Facebook jail. Mm. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I Some might find that amazing, but I have not yet to be put in Facebook jail. But the main reason why I just can't bring myself to, and every time someone does it, I want to say, could you just like spell it a different way, put in a symbol for the I, mm-hmm. instead of spelling it W-H-Y-T-E? Mm. Why is that? It's my wife's main name. (laughs) So every time I see (laughs) white with a Y, I'm thinking my in-laws. That's hilarious. (laughs) And I'm like, y'all, can't we? That's hilarious. Right. I'm like, let's just do it a different way, please. Please. Yeah, because Emily, she was even like, why is everybody spelling it with a Y? And I explained it to her. She thought it was funny too, but we're both kind of like, I mean, we get it. But can we can we do something else? Yeah, yeah. But <coughs> yeah, and I I don't want to necessarily revisit like the sensitivity and trying to understand the sensitivity yeah. behind why people why people get no pun pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even trying. <laughs> um, why why is this so like sensitive? And and again, I think it does come back to this topic. You know, I'm not racist. Like yeah, you know. So there is the level of defensiveness. Yeah. On the other side, and yeah. so again, um, topic for. I mean, we could do a whole another episode yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. what were some of the comments that you got? All right. Uh, so again, the, the post is yeah. things that people who claim not to be racist say that let you know they make space for racism, aren't safe, and have unchecked 
anti-black thinking. I'll start. I'm not a racist. So we just, we literally just hit that. Yep. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, next one, I don't see color. Yeah, colorblind rhetoric. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that that's a very common. I would say definitely in the, um, I mean everywhere, but yeah. but definitely in the Christian space of, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't see color like blah blah blah. Man, like no, you do see it. Right. again. Again, I you know I want to shout out the witness uh, and and you know the episode that they did on the Pentecostal tradition because it was it was great to be reminded of mm-hmm. like the. The beauty of it and the foundations and the fact that Pentecostalism is like the biggest denomination in the world. However, you, it, in my experience, I ain't going to say you, but in my experience, that's where this language is. Mm-hmm. It is very pertinent and like very um, easy to hide behind because of how diverse Pentecostalism is. Right. And so, um, you know, and I've heard about this in relationships with people, you right. know, dating relationships. Like, I don't see color, blah, 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 blah. And then those racist ideas, patterns come out eventually. Right, right. And the inability to see color, which is basically a way of saying, I'm not going to acknowledge race, then you become uh, unable to spot racism. Correct, correct. Because you are denying, you're you're trying to function in such a way that you deny that race is even a political thing that right. shapes our society. Right. And you're denying it because on some level you feel criticized. Yeah, well, <laughs> criticized is one reason. I think a, a big, another big push or the thing that I often see people using to put the stamp of approval on a colorblind posturing is the I have a dream speech, which of course people only, they cherry pick. Oh, yeah. I have a dream speech. Oh, so yeah. they they focus on the part that, you know, I have a dream that my, you know, children will, be, you know, yeah. that will be judged on the content of our character instead of the color mm-hmm. of our skin. And the fascinating thing is, is people don't ever um, look at the whole speech and no. what the whole speech says, which I'm about to pull it up right now. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and again, I think this is why it's problematic and becomes traumatizing. You know, I had a conversation with a friend this week who is in spaces where that language is used of, you know, I don't see color, you're my brother. Or, you know, here's another one, I'm not racist, and you're not like them. <laughs> you know, and so, like, there's so many, so many different thoughts behind um, this statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, here's here's one line that people never quote from uh, <laughs> from the "I Have a Dream" speech. America has defaulted on this promissory note insofar as her citizens of color are concerned. Instead of honoring the sacred obligation, America has given the Negro people a bad check, mm. a check which has come back marked insufficient funds. But we refuse to believe that the Bank of Justice is bankrupt. Mm. 
Mm. We refuse to believe that there are insufficient funds in the great vaults of opportunity of this nation. And so we've come to cash this check, a check that will give us, upon demand, the riches of freedom and the security of justice. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's just one line at the end of one paragraph. But, yeah, colorblind. I mean, we, we've talked again at length about this on other episodes Pretty sure we talked about it on what about isms. Yep. And got in pretty deep. But uh another one, classic. Have you ever heard this one before, Sanchez? I have black friends. Oh gosh. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just reposted a video of Shannon Sharp addressing this. And he says, You don't have black friends, you just know black people. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because <laughs> you really, but but bro, like I, I can't I can't say that enough. Like there are so many relationships, you know. Like I said, when it comes to this diversity, racist, com, com, racism conversation of my friends that are like I'm, I can't be racist. And then you start to highlight some of the comments that have been made, some of the stories that have been told. Um, but yeah, I've, yeah. I've heard that. You know, yeah, <sighs> having been that guy. That was the black friend for a whole group of people. Yep. I'm sitting here thinking, I'm your only black friend, and I don't have black friends. Right. Like, yeah. that's how isolated yeah. that I was. Yep. That I'm just like, you, you're friends with me, and I'm the only person in your whole social circle yeah that either you have an opportunity to be friend yeah or i mean i just happen to because i'm in your orbit and yeah. because at the time i've assimilated into yeah. whiteness yeah. i've made it in essence easy for you and but then you're going to you're going to use me as your cop out as your cop out to not address any racist ideas that you may have, absorb, mm -hmm. operate with. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, which is in <clears throat> incredibly, excuse me, frustrating because, you know, even in this conversation, I think that's why I have an issue with the whole both sides argument, right? Oh, gosh. Like, you, you and I wouldn't be friends if I didn't assimilate to your culture, your theology, your ways of living and being and that sort of thing. And so, like... To think that I don't know what or how you think is actually an insult. <laughs> it's actually an insult and disrespectful. And so, All right? Because I've had to learn how do you think in order to be accepted by you, and uh, and not even fully accepted. Right? Not even me bringing my my full self to the table. Right? You know, <laughs> and I think, bro, like that's what makes honestly. Again, I'm I'm going yeah. I'm gonna go back to them. That's what makes it extremely powerful uh -huh. is seeing it in real time, seeing the black face, seeing the the innate like this black family wanting to make it out of a terrible situation, which is what's a, a racist situation. And they move over here and basically it's playing off this idea of whiteness and wanting to be white, which comes down to how you look. So the little girl wanted to be pretty. So she puts on white face and she's just dancing. Bro, it's. Bro, when I tell you, mm -hmm. it is it. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. All it's right, so good. Right. And um, but I'm not racist. There is no systemic racism, right? So it's it is these these things, or it's the left wing me 
media. <laughs> yeah, bro. Some of these comments are like the so the spot best. on. Yeah, yeah, but it's because I'm not racist. Let's agree to disagree. Yeah. No. 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 no, no. <laughs> right. Right. No. Like there. There are. There are facts. And I was telling a friend the other day. I said, like, if you come to my house, <clears throat> like, I don't just have books of people's like opinion. I actually have like the word. So literally one shelf is filled with like historical perspectives mm -hmm. and opinions. And then this whole side is like literal words, especially from a Christian perspective, like right, all of right. the sermons and everything. Mm -hmm. um, but it, yeah, this idea that I'm not racist because I, you know, I don't experience it or, you know, let's agree to disagree. Yeah. What? I appreciated this one. Racism can't be systemic, only individual. Yep. Right. Yep. And that goes back to, I was listening this morning back to uh, the Liturgist podcast, the black and white episode with Prop, and mm -hmm. him literally <clears throat> talking about that. Like just, just everything so hyper individualized in America. And so um, there was a part, you know, a book that I'm getting ready to start, soci a sociology book, mm -hmm. where it talks about in the 60s and 70s was kind of this window of opportunity yep. for uh, share com communion, right? Like, like codependency. We is after the you know World War II. And there was a short period where folks were kind of seeing the we, and then it, right. we've just regressed back to the me, right? right? Like, and so that's why this divide is right, but, getting but bigger. Who were the two bigger. groups that the war on drugs targeted? Absolutely, it was the black community and the quote hippies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. These hippies out here who leading the anti-Vietnam War protests. Yep. You know, folks who are part of this free love movement. Yep. Like, those were the two groups who were primarily targeted by mm -hmm. the war on drugs in the 70s. Yep. 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 And we're about to hit another cycle of that. <laughs> I think. If we're not, I mean, we're already there. But anyways, I'm not racist. Just preach the gospel. <laughs> Yo, that's that. Man, listen, mm. I almost want to get that tattooed. I'm not racist. Just <laughs> preach the gospel. Mm -hmm. That is one that I've I've just been thinking a lot about, obviously, with training in pastoral ministry. Mm -hmm. um, having done pastoral ministry for as long as I have. Um, and just even, you know, that whole idea of of, of preach the gospel and, and, and what it means. And... It's interesting to me how often, and not just in the race conversation, but in various different conversations, how that phrase, preach the gospel, is used to shut down conversations. Right. Where we are actually critiquing what the gospel actually is right. when it's presented. Right. And what the gospel being taken on, lived out, um, looks like. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And it's meant to shut down all those conversations. Yeah, yeah because it's easy. It's like, uh, um, it's like, I mean, it's just pulling the Jesus card for everything. Right. You know, and. But, but not just the <clears throat> Jesus card. It's the, when they say preach the gospel, just preach the gospel. Yeah, what well, they're saying is just give them your sinner. Yeah. Jesus died for you. Ask Jesus into your heart. Be saved. Mm -hmm. Now shut up and sit down yep. and just go along with it mm -hmm. until Jesus returns. Mm -hmm. right? yep. Stop 
complaining about injustice and all yep. these things. Just be a morally good Libertarian. <laughs> <laughs> AKA failed Republican. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. It's Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I don't want to go down my rabbit hole and rabbit trail, but I think it plays into this one as well. Um... The Bible doesn't explicitly mention racism, social justice, and empathy, and empathy. So neither should we. The slave Bible doesn't. That is correct. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and you might not have heard it taught, you know, in your sphere of influence and in religious circles and influence. But no, that's a good point because functionally, and, and functionally, in my experience, growing up. Okay, we'll put it this way. Don't you find it fascinating that there is this big move to read the Bible in a year? Mm-hmm. When have you ever been a part of a church? I'm thinking of like, what's the one example of a church that did this? It's a bad example. But yeah. how many churches actually like hit the Bible cover to cover? Whether they, whether they hit it in order or right. not, not my point. My point is, is how many churches actually Evangelical churches in particular hit every single book in the Bible from the pulpit. No. What books do they usually hit? The Gospels, Romans, Corinthians. Hebrews. Hebrews. No, and not even 2 Corinthians, 1 no, Corinthians. just first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, Ephesians, occasionally James. Um, depends on if they feel like working or just, yeah, but anyways, I'm not going to go <laughs> <laughs> Faith works. What? Uh, hang on. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Not Revelation. Not First to Second Peter. Timothy. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Only they put people in their place. Yeah. Um. But yeah. 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 They don't preach the Old Testament. No. And and that's not at all. that's well, there what are other I'm like at. on the opposite end, like TD Jakes. Well, TD Jakes. TD Jakes will preach the whole Bible in a sermon, but a lot of black pastors. Preach from the Old Testament. All right, and and right, but but they but I shouldn't say that. Like they preach the entire lineage of Scripture, but their main passages are Old Testament. Right, but even then, when they hit the Old Testament, who what what books are they hitting? Well, I mean, depends on you. Depends on the the preacher. Right, but but there are certain ones that everybody lands on. Exodus, right? You know, um. Prophets, Psalms, Proverbs, every once but in a while. The, the, the major prophets. Oh, I mean, not the minor prophets. Oh, well, never mind. But there's a. But here's my point. There's a lot to be gained for the minor prophets, in particular uh-huh. in the realm of justice. Yeah, yeah. 
But who wants to listen to them? Like, that's still the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the same thing today. Like, we don't listen to prophetic voices today. Um, yeah. Especially, sorry about that. Especially those that don't have a platform. And those are the ones that you should be listening to. Well. The, the, the same, it's the equivalence of, like, there are global prophetic yeah. voices that they're, speak to They're this. not part of the farm system. No. Because we're now living in a day and age, and we're a great example of this. Like, you can create your own platform even if the church isn't going to platform you. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. which, <laughs> words of advice, you better go ahead and start doing it. Because yeah. if y'all are waiting on the church to do anything, man, good luck. Yep. I'm not racist because I love everybody. That kind of goes in that, you know, same hand in hand. Like, I literally just heard this this week. Um, hand in hand with, like, you know, I don't see color. Mm-hmm. Um, which, yeah, I'm going to definitely get my dissertation published. Because yeah. it, it, hits, it, hits it hits all of this, uh-huh. right? Like this. But, but, oh, I'm not racist. I love Candace Owens. <laughs> Have you seen the twins? Oh, man. You should check out. Oh, you're really into You should check out Thomas Soil. <laughs> you know. Uh, but but I'm not racist because we have black people in our church. What do you mean? Mm. What do you mean? The guy that cleans the toilets, he's black. Look, look. Mr. You didn't Jimmy? even got to go there, all right? Because look, let's keep it 100, okay? Listen. You and I were my both was pastors black. on staff at churches. The only black people outside of me being the token. But how many of those people that we did ministry with uh-huh. in the presence of people who we gave of our time, our energy, our talents, our gifts that we invested in, even people who invested in us, we have come to see, and it grieves us, that those people aren't safe. No, that some no. of those people are not safe mm-mm, mm-mm. because. Again, whether or not they're racist or whatever, I'm not interested in in throwing out that label. But I will say this. They give racism an extremely wide berth. They don't just make room for it. They give it an extremely wide Mm -hmm. berth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then want us to just... Trust them, man, and take yeah. them at you know. But they they will use Jesus yeah. and our shared uh, affinity in Christ to get us to look the other way, yeah. not call them out on it, mm-hmm. to basically make sure that they're comfortable as they make space for racism. We basically have to mm-hmm. we have to basically grin and bear it. Mm-hmm. I was going to use a much stronger clue. Yeah, no, that. no, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's definitely not a safe place, and I don't recommend it. And and I definitely have learned um, just with people in general, but definitely when it comes to this conversation um, and some white folks, like I will never put my emotional health at the expense of somebody's good intention ever again, because that's that's where the trauma is that I'm finding in a lot of friends um, that are kind of going through various situations and leaving white spaces is mm-hmm. like, no, I've trusted your intention. And yet when I confront you or quote unquote, hold you accountable, you know, I'm the bad guy, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, you know, so anyways, and then I love this one. I'm not racist 
man, let me let me send you this video of this. I, I know black scholars. Let me see this video of, of Vody Bauckham. You'll love him. You know, have you heard of that Benjamin Watson and like, a, you know, the, the uncomfortable conversations about race? Man, like, he's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard all these. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The, the, it's a skin problem, not a, it's yeah, a, it's a, not it's a, a skin, skin problem. problem. It's, it's a, yeah. It's a, it's a sin, sin problem, problem, not a skin, skin problem. problem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, man, I, I wrote a blog on that one yeah. five years ago when uh -huh. Benjamin Watson got up and said that nonsense. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Which, for those of you that don't don't understand why that is problematic, is because saying that it's a sin problem, in essence, makes it this complete, like pass or fail proposition. Well, that's Christianity. Right, but it's it's heightened with this. That, that was sarcasm, look, by the they're, way. They're, well, yes, true. <laughs> Sorry, Touché. it's a new Touché. power. Right, 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 right. That was sarcasm. Um, it, it makes it this pass or fail thing uh -huh. where if I'm a racist, then I, I'm not a I'm real going Christian. To hell. I'm going to hell. Right, you, you jump the shark. And that's, yeah. exactly what it goes, that's what, exactly what it goes yep. down to. I had a conversation um, about eight months ago with some pastors who— we were talking about race, and it was it was a setup, you know. But I was like, it was clearly a setup. And um, this was that, that, I should laugh. That, I'm sorry. In those opportunities, side note: in, in those moments, this is what you do. You just press record, um, because because it, it really is sad to be reminded that people like haven't freed themselves from that condemnation. Yeah. Like for me, that's what I see. Like you've not freed yourself from all condemnation, and Christ died so that you can settle for human depravity. Yeah. Huh? Like that the other contradictions that you preach this gospel, this good news, but it requires you to self-deprecate. Oh, because you don't want to deal with the real issue right. that may be in your heart that you believe and affirm racist ideologies. Yeah. Here's and mind you, like, no shot and no shade, but this will be primarily my chapter three. Um, like your your Southern Baptist, like y'all niggas just now getting on a train of like acknowledging black people in general. <laughs> and repenting from like your your sin of racism, but how, how can you repent from your sin but you won't turn away? But, Isn't that the meaning? But well, you still yeah, support exactly. racist ideas, exactly, and policies and you know ideologies like all the, you know these SBC presidents write a manifesto about critical race theory, like completely, un like no wonder like people are messed up. Like y'all are literally don't have an understanding of uh, you know what critical race theory. No, but that's because they don't actually want to they deal don't with want this, to. right? Right? Because they've, as Esau McCauley said, you know, we asked for y'all to get on board with this, and now we spent the last five years arguing definitions, terms, and 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 semantics. And semantics. Yeah. So guess what? Like we're done. We're yeah. done. I, I said it to someone like this, describing another person. Um, uh, I was saying of this other person, he's not one of these Theo bros who want to play devil's advocate. He simply can't see that his own aversion to the inconvenience of having to acknowledge his complicity in real world functional racism is his only obstacle. Mm. He is the classic evangelical who has pigeonholed racism <clears throat> into the category of depravity. Yep. Where to be racist is to be unredeemed and not a real Christian. Yep. It's not what you and I and others is saying is wrong. It's that if he agrees with us, he has to reckon with his understanding 
of his own salvation or more specifically sanctification. Mm -hmm. So this person and people like him enter the conversation with these understanding and assumptions of if I'm a Christian, then I'm not this. But because their definition of racism is so simplified and they will not embrace the definitions of racism that are based in actual history of how Mm -hmm. white supremacy and racism was Mm -hmm. constructed and has functioned, preferring a definition that is basically racial bigotry. Yeah. That if they have to acknowledge that racism and white supremacy is way more complex, then they end up having this crisis of faith. Mm -hmm. And that is why they will not acknowledge what they have deemed critical race theory, because a lot of the people they're calling critical race theorists aren't critical race theorists. Right. They're historians, right. social commentary people, and theologians. And it's the same pattern from the 60s and 70s with Martin Luther King, with Tom Skinner, with all of these people. Oh, yeah. they're the communists. They're the socialists. They are the leftists, the, the, leftists, the this, this, and this. So anybody mm-hmm. that d- disagrees with you is something other than a child of God. Yeah. Got it. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a racist. But <clears throat> what about black on black crime? <laughs> I'm not racist. It's just my heritage. Or I'm not like them, right? Yeah. It's this separation going back to the individualism that plagues us. It's, I don't want to be associated with those things and those people and those ideologies, even though I'm benefiting. Maybe we could talk about that. Like, like people that truly believe they're not racist, but they're benefiting from racism and racist ideas that they, they hold and carry. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people in that, in that arena. I mean, even a lot of the people deemed white who have started to do anti-racism work has had to toe that line very carefully. Mm-hmm how they end up basically benefiting from doing anti-racism work because it doesn't come with quite the same cost as it does for people of color. Right. And what that's, I mean, to put it, be frank, that's what the criticism of um, Robin DiAngelo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was reading something, because I was, if you use people like that in an academic pay, like paper or research, like you have to, see what the arguments are, but arguments on the other side is like, well, what are you doing with your money? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, how, you're going to use us in like our interactions and your observations of like interaction with white right. interactions yeah. and benefit. And I'm not saying I agree wholly because I don't know what she's done with her money, but yeah, but it, it that questioning the credibility of how and showing you like how white people benefit from this work because at the end of the day, white people will listen to white people who talk about this before they listen to black people. Especially, like, right now, like, I'm saying, like, there's no better time than to be, like, a white woman. Like, like I I hate to say it like that when it comes to this conversation, and and I'm only saying that because of my spheres of it's, like, white folks aren't ready to fully listen to black voices. Mm -hmm. And so... I mean... Gosh, well, it's the classic, what we've seen ever since the affirmative action policies right. were enacted in the late 60s, early 70s, is mm-hmm. that the, 
group who benefited from the most were white females because they are also a minority group. Because yeah. even though there are more of them than there are white men, um, they have not been in positions of power. And because of sexism and patriarchy, they've yeah. been held out. Yeah. 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 So. But I'm not, I'm not racist, but one of the things I wanted to know is why isn't there a white history month? <laughs> oh my uh, gosh yeah I yeah i mean as 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 silly as it sounds i've heard it mm-hmm. and like clockwork i hear it once a year every year mm-hmm. in february where's mm-hmm. where's our white history month mm-hmm. bruh yeah bruh really really yeah it's 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 always i'm just reading through some of these comments and um i mean it's just sad it's sad that we're we're still at this place where folks are still in denial. Yeah. And maybe we'll always have those folks. But. Yeah. And at the same time, like when I look at this thread, it's got all these comments from a wide array of people. Yeah. Yeah. The majority of whom are white. Are white. Yeah. Which means that there is progress being made. Mm-hmm. That there are people who, as uncomfortable as it has been and as inconvenient as it has been, they have entered in mm-hmm. and they have not averted their gaze. Yeah. They have not closed their eyes or gone the other way. They have stuck with it. Yeah. And I remain encouraged by that by the fact that there are so many people who are doing it, have do- been doing it, and people who have um, entered in. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, I think, you know, I've said this probably for the last year. I think we'll see, uh, we're going to continue to see a, a wedge light drawn between white and black people in general for for a little bit more. But you're you're going to see more authentic change, in my opinion. I, I'm like to your point. I'm seeing actual more authentic change within a lot of my white friends who are starting to get it. Mm-hmm. And so even though that wedge is growing, like it's getting bigger, the the depth of change that is happening within people is is increasing in, yeah. in a lot of people that I see. Yeah. Um, where it's not just worth. Now there's still some people that are just benefiting. Well, you know they're. Uh, and I've been on this kick of calling the a spade out, right? Like of black people who have posed as, you know, Uncle Toms or you know, House Negroes, like oh, that that are we, using we, this. We got to stop using the phrase Uncle Tom, though. I, yeah, you're right. Well, but here's you're, the you're right. here's right. the reason why we got to stop using the phrase Uncle Tom. Not because the way we've used it isn't accurate to the people that we've applied it right. to, but it's actually an insult to the fictional character of Uncle Tom. Fair. Because Fair. the character Uncle Tom in the novel, and I only re- found this out last year. And I remember having this conversation. Right. It, it, yeah. Is he actually got beat within an inch of his life, at least on one occasion, protecting runaway slaves. Yeah. Tom's problem wasn't that he was a sellout. Tom's problem is that he he would not allow for his own self to be liberated. Mm-hmm. Because of his affinity and desire to see 
the goodness in his oppressors. So wouldn't that technically still be applicable though? No, because there's a difference between those who in, want to continue to see fair. their the goodness, the possibility, and those who are basically being Stevens. Stephen was who I was thinking of. <laughs> right. From from Django. So right, right. Stephen, Stephen was more like, because I remember having this conversation with my Uncle Tom and relapse, but Stephen from Django. Right. Definitely. Because Uncle Tom isn't, but the difference is, but is Steve, Uncle Tom is not anti-black. Stephen is the, the misrepresentation of what we have historically labeled as an Uncle Tom. Yeah. So, yeah. No, good call out. Good call out. And, um... But yeah, there there are those types that are right. using this as an opportunity to write books, to publish books, to yeah, you know, I ain't gonna, right. I ain't gonna throw no names out. You but. got you got people who are more like Peta in the Capitol. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like Hunger Games reference. Oh, I literally <laughs> just watched all of them last week. They were on TV. It was uh, a Hunger we, Games we, weekend. We, we own them. We haven't yeah. watched them in a while. We oh, need to watch those. It was again. so good to go back. Like yeah. I went back to the soundtrack and was like, "Oh man, this is like epic." Mm-hmm. Side note: the guy that composed uh, Hunger Games, uh, he played keys for Elton John. Nice for years. So, because I was fascinated by it, but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, exactly, it, it, exactly, and um, yeah, it it. It, it sucks to see. Um, I think I, I have to, I think that's why I've been disconnected. Mm-hmm. Because when you see these many things happening, right? Um, and then people just start quoting and tweeting and retweeting or using this as an opportunity mm-hmm. to push their books or their, hey, invite me to come speak. I'm black, you know. Um, and so, yeah, I, I've, yeah. Had to, I've had to disconnect on yeah. it. Yeah, because they're... They're not going in there to really, like, tell it like it is. No, because they, to some degree, you know, one person in particular that I'm thinking of, like, they, they, their view of blackness is not healthy, you know, and it ultimately reflects how they view themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mission when it comes to blackness and black people is to save them and rescue them, right, to, from from poverty, from bad theology, all of the... Things that comes with that territory of being the token, right? And so um, I'm generalizing, and I, and I'm thinking of particular people um, that are doing this, um, and it, it's it's saddening. And, right. and I just my my heart is that we aren't deceived by that, right? You know, same like so, and that goes with this whole I'm not a racist thing. Like man, like at the end of the day, it's, it's when you say that is it's a level of self deception, and mm-hmm. that's that's what. You know, I think we're trying to call well. What we're trying to call out is the self deception that is happening by thinking that you're not a racist. Yeah. You might be able to deceive yourself, but you ain't gonna deceive me. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And I, ain't, I ain't gonna hate on you. I ain't trying to quote cancel you, Mm-mm. but I'm gonna keep a safe distance. Yeah, I'm not and putting my, I'm not putting my emotional health at. The, the I'm gonna expense. advise other people to do Absolutely. the same. Absolutely. Point Absolutely. blank. Period. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Right. So, with that said, token confessions. We back. We are back Did you in miss the us? trap. We missed you. Yeah. Listen. Hit that subscribe <laughs> button. Make sure you save. Turn us on. Um, yeah. Hopefully, we'll be able to. We're, we're still ironing out a few details um, concerning this next season and transition, but it's going to be exciting. And uh, it'll, like I said, it'll make sense once you you uh, hear the news. But 
Patreons, thank you guys for your support. Yes. And uh, we couldn't do this without you. And we'll catch y'all soon. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.